Yeah. This month the theme is Pentecost, filled with the Holy Spirit. Pentecost filled with the Holy Spirit. In the Netherlands, Pinksteren, gefilled with the hand of the Geest. Nederland houdt van Pinksteren. Let me tell you that. Nederland houdt van Pinksteren. Why? Pinksteren zijn we vrij. Dus tweede Pinksterdag, die maandag, vaak een beetje in het einde van mei, juli daar zo. Nederland is vrij. Dus Nederland houdt van Pinksteren. We gaan varen, we gaan terrassen pakken. Het is lekker, het is heerlijk, het is nice. Because Holland is one of the few countries that celebrate Pentecost, actually. It's not every country that does. Holland is one of the few. So Holland likes Pentecost, they like Pinksteren. But they only appreciate Pinksteren, they only appreciate Pentecost at face value. They think it is a nice free day. Oh, hoeven toch niet naar werk. Hoeven niet te werken. That's why they're happy. But not knowing that Pentecost, not knowing that Pentecost, it is the key to bring from the temporal into the eternal. It is the key from going from darkness into light. It is the key from going from death into life. Amen. And that is what we are going to look at today. That Pentecost is, it is the fulfillment of the promise. Pentecost, the fulfillment of the promise. Amen. So here at Amsterdam City Church, Harbor City Church as well, every month we have a new theme, we have a Babaudet Thema, and in all the services it is centered around that theme. So this month we are looking at Pentecost, and I'll also provide you with a bit of context so that everyone can follow. So our anchor verse is taken from Acts chapter 4, verse 31 till 33. If one of the readers can read. Yes, Acts chapter 4, verse 31 to 33, I read in Jesus' name. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen. 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were one of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of these things he possessed was his own. But they all had they had all things in common. 33. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Amen. 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 God bless you, brother. So just to provide you with, guys with a bit of context, we're going to go back into Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and we'll also read the verse 32. So that is in the Old Testament, the prophet Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and verse 32. Joel chapter 2, verse 28, I read in Jesus' name. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Amen. You can pick it up from the verse 32. To verse 32, and it all shall, shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Amen. Amen. But just to provide you guys with the context. So, God created, He's the creator of the heavens and the earth, right? We all know that God is the creator. In Genesis, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the, and the earth. Amen. So what happened? Adam sinned and he fell short of the glory of God. And that separated God and man. God and man, they were like this. They were one. But because of sin, God doesn't mix it with sin. God So there was a separation. And for that separation to be bridged, 
came through the form of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. So in the Old Testament, God was among them, and then they separated. And sometimes the Holy Spirit he would come upon men, and when the, the Holy Spirit would come upon them, they would receive great power to do great things. Amen? Amen. But there was a prophecy, and that is what we find in Joel chapter 2, where God was saying that, I shall, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That he will pour out his spirit. That is the Holy Spirit. So today the message is that God is pouring his spirit. And it is up to you if you will be filled by the spirit. If you will empty yourself. If you will make space. If you will make room. So that as God is pouring his spirit, then you will be filled by the spirit. Amen. So now the time has come in Acts chapter 4, and it happened actually in Acts chapter 2, where the Spirit of God, that He came upon men, and that we saw it in sand, there was a rushing wind, and tongues of fire were sent upon them, and they spoke with great boldness. They spoke with great boldness. And to see it in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, we're going to read it again. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Who is the word of God? Who is the word of God? In John chapter 1, we come to understand that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So when you see the word of God being spoken, it is referring to Jesus. So they spoke Jesus. They spoke Jesus. They spoke the message of Jesus, which is the message of the cross. Which is that in his death, and in his burial, and in his resurrection, and in his ascension, that is where we find our salvation. Amen. Someone praise Jesus for that. So for those who attended Preacher's Digest, we come to understand that if you read the books of the book of Acts, this is handling and in eight months, whenever you see being filled with the Holy Spirit, most of the time it is accompanied with speaking. Is wanneer je gevuld bent met de Heilige Geest, you speak, you praat, you preek. And what do you speak? You speak Jesus. So this is an example where indeed they were preaching the word of God with boldness. Because the Holy Spirit, he gives you boldness. Boldness to preach the gospel. Amen. And also a few more passages. This one I'm giving. I'm giving the church some kind of homework. Um, but you can find them in Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. You can write this down. I'm not seeing people write down. You can use your phone or your notebooks to write down. In Acts chapter 2 verses 1 and 4, you see the link between being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking. So whenever you think about, I'm full of the Holy Spirit, you have to know that I am someone that speaks. And what do I speak? I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. Another example is Acts chapter 4 verse 8. Acts chapter 4 verse 8. And Luke chapter 1 verse 39 up until 42. During the Bible Academy, we will go into this a bit more. But for that, we're going to answer a few questions. What do we speak? Who do we speak? When do we speak? How do we speak? And why do we speak? All five. We're going to get them. Don't be worried. We're going to get them. And for that, we're going to read Romans chapter 10, verse 8, up until 15. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, up until 15. Romans chapter 10, verse 8, up to 15. I read in Jesus' name. Mm. Let's give it up for him. 
But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. 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 The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name Jesus shall be saved. Whoever trusts in Jesus, that he's the only one who can carry our sin, that he's the only one who can carry the weight of our sin, if you call upon his name, you shall be saved. You do not have to bury the pain. You do not have to bury the debt. You do not have to pay the debt that you owe because of your sin. Because if you call upon his name, the Bible says that you shall be saved. But what does it say from the verse 13 to 15? That, the verse 14 to 15, sorry. That is where we're going to focus. It says that how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Amen. This short passage, it tells us that we have to speak. It tells us that we have to speak so that others can hear. And if others hear, they can believe on him. And when they believe, they will call upon his name. And when they call upon the name of King Jesus, when you call upon the name of King Jesus, you shall be saved. Amen. And that is what the Bible assures us. That is what the Bible guarantees us. And the, what, we, what we speak, what we say, it is simple. It is the message of Jesus. It is the message of the cross. It is the message that God is no longer counting people's sins against them. Because the one who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. So that is our message. And that is who we speak. And that is what we speak. And that is why we speak. We speak so that other people become saved. We speak so that other people receive life. And they receive it in abundance. Amen. And how do we do it? We do it by opening our mouths. We do it by opening our mouths. We cannot speak and be silent. It doesn't work. It doesn't mix. It doesn't mock. You have to open your mouth and speak. Whenever we are given the opportunity to speak, be it in our workplace, be it in our schools, be it around our families, be it around our friends, whenever someone doesn't have life yet, we are the ones that introduce them to life because we are the ones that introduce them to Jesus. Amen? So we speak. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. And as we come to understand in Acts chapter 4 verse 31 again, is that they spoke the word of God with boldness. With boldness. We hoeven niet verlegen te zijn. We hoeven niet bang te zijn. Oh, wat zullen ze wel niet denken? Oh, ik ben de enige hier die over Jezus praat. No, because you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you speak with boldness. And you know the Holy Spirit, He teaches you to, to say what you have to say. He is the one that can change people's hearts so that their hearts are turned towards Jesus. Amen? So all that is called for us to do is to speak. So 
the main message here is that thinking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a connection to speaking. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. So we are now filled with the Holy Spirit. And for that, let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 21 and 22. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 21 and 22, I read in Jesus' name. Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen. So God has poured His Spirit into your hearts. He has poured His Holy Spirit into your hearts. So that means that God lives on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is there someone here that is full of the Holy Spirit? Is there someone here that is full of the Holy Spirit that God has poured and you have received? You have surrendered all and have been willing to receive from God. And when God pours, He pours. When it rains, it pours. Meaning that if you have accepted the Holy Spirit, He doesn't come with you half. I don't need half. I don't need 10 percent. I don't need beta beta. It is the full thing. It is the full thing. It means that He comes to live in you with all His fullness, with all the blessing, with all the power, with all the fruit. Meaning that what is on the inside of you now, that is the thing that we just read in the verse 22 and 23. It is love. It is joy. It is peace. It is long-suffering. It is kindness. It is goodness. It is faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. He gives you power, He gives you love, He gives you sound mind. Meaning that if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you have to know that your body it is the temple of the Most High God. And God, as I've been saying, He makes need many under the dinner. He doesn't mix with darkness because He is light and in Him there is no darkness at In Him there is no darkness at There is no darkness at all. So meaning that if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, darkness is not on the inside of you. Darkness cannot be on the inside of you because light is already there. Light is a this man like darkness you there has under sukkah. So if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it means that you have power. Meaning that the weak will say that I am strong and the poor will say that I am rich. Because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. You are full. You are filled. Meaning that we do not longer have to look to fill those voids. Those voids that we used to have. That anger that we used to have. That jealousy that we used to have, it was in the past. It is in the past, so let it go. Sometimes your mind, your mind, your mind, which is for update, your mind is playing mind games. It, sometimes it, the devil, it is the trick of the devil to point you back to your old self. To point you back to the old self, to make you think that you are not filled with the Holy Spirit. To make you think that you are not filled with the character of God. To make you think that you are not filled with the gifts of God. To make you think that you are not filled with the fruit of God. But you have been filled with the Spirit. Amen? You are filled with the Spirit. So all that is left for us to do is to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. To be transformed by the renewal of our minds. To tell ourselves that no, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I am the temple of God. God lives on the inside of me. I am a holy person. 
I am a righteous person in Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is something so good because it is an answered prayer. Sometimes we do not realize that we are living in answered prayers. We, sometimes we forget. We forget. We come to church, sometimes it looks as if we do not have reason even to be thankful or, or, or give thanks to the Most High God. Not knowing that God has done so much for us. Not knowing that we are the fulfillment of the promise that was in the Old Testament over 2,000 years ago. This is what they were dreaming of. This was a mystery to them. When the prophet Joel, when he was speaking these words, as we read in Joel, it was a mystery to them. They didn't know what it was going to look like. But now we have the fulfillment of the promise. Now we have the fulfillment of the promise. That is that you and I, God lives on the inside of us. That he has given us all the strength. That he has given us all that we need according to the calling that he has called us to. We others. We others. We do not pray for God to give us the spirit. We thank God that he has given us his spirit. There is a difference. There is a difference. You do not pray for God to give you power. You thank God that he has given you power and you use it. You use it. It is not just enough to know that you have it, but we also are called out to go and do the work. That is why Jesus could say that we shall do even greater works than he did. When Jesus, when he was walking on this earth, he was going about and doing good. He was healing people. He was giving vision to the blind. He was walking on water. He was feeding people. He was raising people from the dead. And yet still, Jesus said that even we shall do greater works than he did. And why is that? Because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. For that, let, let's look at something in, let me get it for you, in Luke chapter 24, verse 50 until 53. Luke chapter 24, verse 50 up until 53. Yes, Luke chapter 24, um, verse 50 to 53. I read in Jesus' name. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass that while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Amen. So what was happening here is that after Jesus was crucified, and after he was buried, on the third day he resurrected, amen? On the third day he resurrected. That is the reason of our whole faith. Last month the theme of the month was the resurrection. And we came to understand that without the resurrection, there is actually no Christianity. If Jesus Christ didn't resurrect from the death, we would still be in our sins. But glory be to God that on the third day, on the third day that he resurrected, amen? And his resurrection was our resurrection. Because we were dead, but because he resurrected, we resurrected as well. And in our resurrection, we are resurrected to newness of life. Amen. Let's celebrate all those who got baptized yesterday. Let's celebrate them. So for those, for those who are around or have seen the videos, what happened? They go under the water. And going under the water, it is a symbol. It signifies dying with Jesus. It is a symbol that the old is gone. That that fleshiness, that that sinful nature that we used to have, that it gestorven is with Jesus Christ. So they go under the water. And sometimes we really have to push them under the water as well. Some of you have seen that as well. <laughs> yeah, but after we, we do not stay under the water. Or those that got baptized, are they still under the water now? Are they still there at the pool? No, they are here with us, right? Yeah, because they resurrect. 
they come out. And that come out, that come out, it is to show us what has happened to us in the spirit. That indeed we have resurrected to newness of life. So Jesus, he resurrected, and then the disciples, they were happy because Jesus was their guy. I was with Mati, he was their everything, he was their teacher. So he died, they said, I hope us. They didn't know what to do. This was the Jesus that was to bring eternal life. How can eternal life die? It doesn't even make sense. It is a mystery. It is a mystery, but he resurrected. So they were happy, and now all of a sudden Jesus is saying, yeah, I did all of this, but I'm going into heaven right now. I am ascending, Hamophile. But the interesting thing is, we do not read of them crying, or of them being desperate, but rather they were happy, they had joy. When you read the verse 52, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So how can they be happy? How can they have joy that Jesus is ascending, that Jesus is going into the heavens? Who is their guy? Who is their mate? And they are happy. That's the Quran. So therefore, he said that your colleagues are going to do other work. And they say, now, they can all be happy for you, say, naturally. But they are happy, like, yeah, you're gone. It's all better, tricky, say. But they were happy, why? Because Jesus gave them a promise. Because Jesus gave them a promise. And that promise, you see it in that same chapter, from the verse 49, I'll read. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued, until you are endued with power from on high. Amen. So before Jesus was going, he was telling them that indeed he will send the promise. That is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he will come with power from above. Amen. Say that I have power from above. Say that I have power from above. So that is the reason why they were so happy. That is the reason why they had joy because they saw the plan of God. In the Old Testament, God sometimes he came upon men, sometimes he communicated with them um, to the prophets. And then when Jesus came on earth, he dwelt amongst men. But Jesus dwelling amongst men in the physical form, Jesus could only have impact where he was. If Jesus was in Jerusalem, he wasn't in Amsterdam. If Jesus was in Jerusalem, he wasn't in Accra, or he wasn't in Paramaribo. So that is what was happening when Jesus was on earth. But they knew that if he would send the promise, if he would send the promise, it means that Jesus Christ, he lives on the inside of all of us. Look across this room. Look across this room. All of us, we carry him. All of us, we carry him, meaning that whenever we go, we can do greater works even than what Jesus did. Amen? As we are sat right here, there is other churches. They too, they are being trained. They too, they are being equipped to go out into the world and to preach the gospel and make disciples of many nations. So that is why they were so happy that the Holy Spirit is coming and that it was the progression of the ministry of God. First God, he, sometimes the Spirit came upon them. Sometimes he would speak to certain prophets. You would have to go to the temple. You would have to go to the priest. And the priest would offer. That was the way of experiencing the presence of God. Then Jesus came on this earth. And the presence of God was manifest in the human form. He dwelt amongst men. But now the presence of God, he, it is in you. It is in you. Because you carry him. Amen. David said in Psalm chapter 120 verse 1 to 2. He said that I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, who made heaven and the earth. Why was he looking into the hills? Why was he looking into the hills? Because back then, 
God was seen to be in heaven. It was heaven, that is the place where God resides. So they were looking into hills. Now we do no longer have to look into hills. We do no longer have to look into the sky. We do no longer have to look into stars. No, you look into yourself because your help has come. Church, I'm announcing to you that your help has come. That the advocate has come. That your encourager has come. That your counselor has come. Help has come in the form of the Holy Spirit. And he's the one that is able to help you in all things. He's the one that if you cannot do it by your own, he is there with you. We have tried it on our own so much. We have tried it on our own so much to do it on our own strength. But we all saw that we couldn't do it. We gaven op. We gaven op, want we voelden, we ervaren, we konden het niet zelf doen. We couldn't do it by ourselves. So that is why Jesus came and he showed us the way. And not only did he come and show us the way, he then also sent us the helper so that we can live this Christian life, so that we can live this godly life, so that we can live this righteous life, so that we can live this holy life, so that we can live everything that he has called us to according to the fulfillment of his promise. According to the fulfillment of his promise. So we do not lack anymore. We speak with boldness. We have impact has been made in our own lives. And by that, we can make maximum impact into the life of others. We can make maximum impact into the life of others because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So as a Christian, you have to know that you are not powerless. There is no Christian that lacks power. There is no Christian that lacks help. There is no Christian that does it by themselves. There is no Christian that is lonely. Because you have to know and be transformed by the renewing of your mind that the Holy Spirit is there and that He is your friend, He is a person. And it is God living on the inside of you. So you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Say that I am filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. And we're just going to thank God. We're just going to thank God that indeed that He thought of us, that He didn't leave us orphans. 